ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. SummerSlam 1992, it's the Macho Man Randy Savage, it's the ultimate warrior, two of my favorite characters of all time, um, there, there may have been far better careers since, but like these, this is my childhood, man. Like these are the guys that I grew up loving. So yes, Warrior was a flash in the pan, and he doesn't have the body of work of you know Kenny Omega. But dude, the 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 colors, the the um, characters, the the you know moments that we grew up watching. So these two in the ring together, man. I, I just, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the. It's paused at the the point we're going to start the match, but man, just the colors and the paint and Wembley stadium and the pageantry of this is just so unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. But I also know the match kind of underwhelms in the sense of, you know, some of the shenanigans and stuff. So anyways, man, I, I say all that to say, I'm really excited to cover this one. Um, what about you? Yeah, absolutely. This is that uh, I know we I wish we there was so much more we could cover from this time. Um, you know, that the, there was just a lot of matches and stuff that, you know, this was the wrestling you and I grew up on, you know, not, you know, post 2000, you know, two third, yeah, pre 2000s rather. So, um, yeah, and these were I mean, no matter how you feel about these guys and they're, they're some of the crazy stuff, that, you know, whether Jim Helwig did or, you know, even Macho, some of the stories that have come out and how he just operated in the ring um you know it's uh, behind hogan this was you could interchange these guys as two and three like you know you you, it's they were just some of the best out there and so um yeah i'm excited because there's you know the few matches that these guys had this is one where yeah i'm just uh the the setting itself were at wembley and so this is just a really cool match to kind of check out and watch so yeah i'm just ready I'm, i'm ready to get into it awesome Awesome, man. All right. Let's get into the build. Oh, it's time for the build. So, you know, it doesn't seem unique now, but at the time, this was pretty wild because this was taking place August 29th, but it didn't air in the United States until August 31st. Mm-hmm. So, you have people paying $30 or whatever it was at the time to watch a show that took place, you know, two days prior and the time zones. And it, it was just wild, like that this happened. And to show you the significance of it, it didn't happen again until 2022. So mm-hmm. it took 30 years for them to basically do this again. Um you know, I think now we're going to start to see more of this. Obviously, we've got the Saudi shows. Um, you know, we've got UK shows. We've got 
Um, I believe something coming up in Australia, if it hasn't been announced at the time of us recording this, but, you know, so we're starting to get this stuff, but at the time this was just really, really wild. And again, you know, it shows you how difficult it is. It's like WrestleMania two in three different locations. Well, they've only tried that one other time. And they said, even in, you know, whatever year it was when they did the raw 25, it was still really hard to do, you know, casting from two different buildings. So Anyways, man, um, I'm just really excited to cover uh, this match. Um, the the build you'll get into, but it was really odd. Um, and I think part of it's just babyface versus babyface. It's just really, really tough to do. Um, but, dude, this this show, over $3.5 million in revenue, packed house. Um, it just looked, and we'll, well, I'm sure we'll see some wide shots when we watch the match, but it just looked like a million dollars on TV. It looked so good. Um, this was just so much different and so unique. Uh, I, I just remember as a kid just really, really being into this. Um, we got a couple dark matches. Ironically, there were three dark matches, two of them before the show, and then one of them took place before the main event, it didn't air on the uh, on the pay per view. I'm guessing they had to get it to three hours. Um, two the the dark matches, uh, hacksaw and uh, the bushwhackers are going to defeat the Mountie and uh, Nasty Boys in a six man tag in 12 minutes, and then Papa Shango is going to defeat uh, Tito Santana in six minutes. So we kick off the show, and I don't know if you remember this, but just the the Legion of Doom entrance was just sick. And then Money Inc. Uh, came out to these like white. Uh, DiBiase was wearing like this all white outfit that I'll never forget. I just, it just it all looked great. But uh, the Legion of Doom are going to beat Money Inc. Uh, in a fifteen minute match. If you remember, and I, I think this was on Dark Side of the Ring, but this is the one where uh, Animal went. Uh, I'm sorry, Hawk went missing. Uh, he like yes. got in like a biker gang and went on a bender and didn't come back for a week or whatever. Yeah. So pretty crazy. Um, and I think that he barely made it to this show also. Um, Nails is going to defeat Virgil in four minutes. Rick Martell and Shawn Michaels ends at a double count out in eight minutes. This was kind of this. And, and so this was a um, um, like 94. 9% positive. This was heel versus heel. So this was Rick Martell and Shawn Michaels not sure where Sherry stood, and it was heel versus heel, which was also really, really weird at the time. Um, natural Disasters are your tag champions. They're going to retain against the Beverly Brothers in 10 minutes. Crush is going to de defeat the Repo Man in 5 minutes. The match we're covering is next. So, I mean, how many times in this era did you see a world title match that wasn't the main event? Really, really mm -hmm. crazy. Taker is going to defeat Kamala by DQ. I guess they were building to eventually a um, uh, a casket match. But <laughs> just think about that. The Undertaker in a three-minute match and doesn't win <laughs> against <laughs> Kamala. Uh, then we had a dark match of Tatanka defeating the Berserker uh, in five minutes. Tatanka, a friend of the payoff. And then in your main event, British Bulldog wins the IC title against Bret Hart. So, um, and, and I'll get into this uh, during the match when I talk about how the uh, this this show was received. But basically, this was billed as a two match show, and it was a two match show. So, Warrior Savage, they had wrestled previously, um, yeah, about a year and a half prior at WrestleMania retirement match. Macho's back; he's your champion. Uh, beats Ric Flair, 
They're both baby faces. Warriors back in the fold. How do we get to this baby face, baby face match? Why in the hell was Ric Flair not wrestling on this show or wrestling against one of these guys? I have the I have questions, Jeff. Help help enlighten us, please. So <clears throat> for this one, we actually gotta go way back, actually 1990, when well, they had a few matches in 1989. It was mostly house show type stuff. But then they really, the, I say the rivalry, rather they were face or heel, started in 1990. You had the sensational Sherry, who was managing Savage, actually trying to get a match between these two. The the Warrior not wanting to do it um, and defend at the time. He had the WWFE Championship against Savage. He actually you know, ripped up the contract that Sherry gave him, but they were still having matches at house shows over the next couple of months. And so, um, but Savage unable to win the title at any point. And it, it was interesting because they didn't have, they really didn't have a whole lot of televised matches against each other. And so I was trying to find stuff that they may have occasionally here and there, but I couldn't really find where they were yeah, on the week to week kind of wrestling each other. It's mostly at house shows type stuff. So fast forward a little here, 1991 in the Royal Rumble, you had Savage interfering uh, in the match, which will let Sergeant Slaughter win the title. Um, and so then these guys went on to have the retirement match at WrestleMania seven, of course, as we know, no retirement in wrestling is forever. And so, um, you had the warrior winning that match, which forced Savage into retirement, but he would come back. It was actually late 1991, but at that point, the warrior had left WWE. And so, um, just unusual like you know and so these guys just kind of passing ships in the night uh the following year 1992 we had the warrior though returning at wrestlemania 8 that april 1992 um he was granted a shot at the championship which shavit had won from rick flair that night and so uh flair uh working with mr perfect at this point they were upset that flair had not been granted the match and so they decided that they were going to interfere with the uh savage warrior match at that point and so um jump a little bit forward and uh, in that august uh it was actually uh is i put it here uh perfect uh mr perfect claimed that he was in negotiations with savage and warrior who both had sought his managerial services but refused to clarify which wrestler he would support at SummerSlam. this was so stupid this is so stupid by the way at the time it was stupid it made no sense yep and so I had forgotten about these do you remember the SummerSlam uh, SummerSlam spectacular this is one that this was on, I believe it was on Fox, right? It was uh USA oh, and it okay. was one week prior to the it was almost like a like a special two Tyler hour Saturday show. Night's main event type yes. Thing. Yeah. So they did these in 91, 92, and 93. And and just to I'll get into the card on this one, but it was really designed to promote the pay-per-view like it was to sell the pay-per-view but some of the matches that they had on here didn't really line up with it would not be something that would sell me on oh my gosh you have to turn in to watch like it was just unusual but um 
during that one, you had Savage and Warrior teaming up to face the Nasty Boys on that one, which Perfect and Ric Flair interfering in that match. It was actually a count-out victory for the Nasty Boys, um, which is just weird to think, like, literally the week before, you have your two biggest stars losing to the Nasty Boys. Um, Unfortunately, I could not find any write-ups on this one. I wish I could have. I didn't even search that hard for this match i'm sure it's out there but uh yeah uh just crazy so um but yeah like just kind of this little bit of back and forth like we said the flare perfect stuff being like who is aligning with perfect and using his services as well too like you said both these guys uh you know coming into this is you know yes they hate each other but not as heels and so it's just very unusual in that sense too and so yeah that's how we get into this one Ugh, all right. Ugh, I, I just, this is just a tough one. I, this, considering what these two did at WrestleMania 7, I, I just, I don't know how you didn't come up with a better storyline. But, Jeff, the answer is this is during the steroid trial. And so mm-hmm. if you look at the, this era, the booking sucked. And, Bruce Pritchard was actually not with the company. He had been fired. He was not with, I think he started up right after the show, if I'm not mistaken. So from a booking standpoint, it was just an absolute disaster. And and, and it just sucks, man, because what, what could have been. But we're going to cover this. Um, it was a decently received match. It's not like the match was bad. So I'm, I'm just more caught up in how bad the story was getting into this, but we're going to watch it. We're going to have some fun. Uh, we're at the one hour and 21 minute mark of SummerSlam 1992, one hour and 21 minute mark SummerSlam 1992. Jeff, are you ready? I got us queued up. I'm ready. All right. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. We will see Mr. Perfect. It appears as though, however, both men have rejected Mr. Perfect. Dude, look at this crowd. Yeah, crazy loud on the feet. Both guys looking great. I'm a savage's outfit. This was Warrior 2 in that, like, one, or that singlet that looked like muscles. Which is wild because apparently he was self-conscious about being down a little bit because he's feeling like that. Savage wanting to shake the hand of the warrior. Are they going to? I don't think so. Can he meet a free match answer? Say what? A a free match answer? There you go. Crowd's into it. Oh, yeah. Real loud. Randy Savage, ready for perhaps the title defense of his life. For the ultimate warrior, it's make it or break it. I mean, this is wild, man. This is just really, uh, God, it's just really cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Still frustrates me that you know Savage is out of the company not long after this. Yeah, you know, and, and, and the I mean the story, you know, Bruce Pritchard says, look, Savage didn't want to wrestle anymore. And mm-hmm. he moved to Connecticut and wanted to work in the office. So 
just you know, it's, so it's weird. Just, yeah. And we'll never, we'll never know, you know, I mean, Savage, obviously not with us. His brother would used to share stuff during interviews, but it was all secondhand. And he obviously wanted to protect Macho's legacy, but you know, Bruce Pritchard says, look, Savage, you know, just did not want to want to wrestle anymore. And so, you know, he'd go on to wrestle for what, five, six years in WCW, whatever it was. Um, but yeah, we're off to a start here. Uh, baby face first baby face. Savage is your champion. Um, place is going nuts. It's dark now at Wembley. Uh, I think it was light out when the show started. I'm just looking forward to this one, man. Uh, this was the second best reviewed match on the show. Um, obviously behind the Air Continental title match, but yeah, there were people that said this was the best match on the show, even better than, you know, we romanticize on the Bulldog Brett match, but uh, 25% of the people that uh, sent in something to the observer said this was the best match on the show, if you can believe that. So, yeah, it probably wasn't wasn't much separating it. Both matches are going a long time, like kind of doing this. So you got the Warrior just kind of uh, – and I kind of expected it to be this way, kind of a, a slow opening. Um, not surprised by that. Both guys just kind of, I'd say, methodical. You got the Warrior right now. I think a lot of it, uh, you know, playing up the crowd, though. Yep. So this show, uh, 73% thumbs up. 15% thumbs down, 11% thumbs in the middle. Worst match was Nails Virgil by far. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me. Uh, you're going to, so I did want to talk to you about this SummerSlam Spectacular, too. Um, and so this was, it, it was interesting, too, because like, like even this show, it was taped and then. You know, two days, three days later, it you know it aired. So the SummerSlam Spectacular 1992 was taped August 11th, 1992, but didn't air until August 23rd. It was actually recorded in Nashville um, when they were taken there. So this one too, you were talking about what was Ric Flair up to at this point? Ric Flair actually beat El Matador in a 16-minute opening match of this show. Uh, Tatanka beating Kato in 840, Nails beating Ken Wayne, which I don't remember Ken Wayne. It was the nightmare Ken Wayne. Uh, and then you had this Warrior Savage taking on the Nasty Boys, the countout match. Rick Martel beating Joey Maggs in a two-and-a-half-minute match. Joey Maggs also going by I don't know. And so, uh, yeah, just not around. Kamala defeating Burt Styles, who I couldn't find anything on very much. Money Inc. taking on the Bushwhackers and beating them. And then to sell your main event here, Bret Hart actually beating Skinner. And so I, I don't I get that the whole point is to get you excited about this SummerSlam card, but that would not get me excited about anything. I don't know about you. Oh, I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, yeah, it's it, it's just an interesting time, man. It really is. And yep. you know, the the so you know, you have all this stuff in flux because of I mean, think about everything. I, I I'm fascinated by 1992 WWF. Um, mm -hmm. think, think about what's going on here. So this is after WrestleMania 8, okay? Which means you've Savage, who was supposedly retired, 
is now your world champion. You have Ric Flair that's, you know, been with the company for under a year, was your champion at, you know, as of Royal Rumble, but then loses it, but he's around. Hulk Hogan's gone and maybe forever. Like, we don't know if he's ever going to wrestle again. It was almost like a retirement at WrestleMania 8, but he's gone. You have Warrior back in the fold randomly, right? After he had been fired at Wrestle or at SummerSlam 91. So he's, mm-hmm. you know, basically in the double main event at 92. 91 was the one where he went out, wrestled, and Vince fired him backstage afterwards at Madison Square Garden. After, yeah. Okay? So, you, you know, you have that going on. Bruce Pritchard, who, you know, is basically kind of your like head booker, he's gone at the time. Jerry Jarrett maybe taking over the company if Vince goes to jail. Um, Bret Hart is your IC champion, which means he's kind of next in line to be a world champion at some time. So he's starting to heat up. I mean, it's just a wild, wild time. So keep in mind, you know, following um, following this match, you know, Meltzer called it. He was, you know, he called what was going to happen, which is, uh, hey, Flair is going to get the title back from Savage at the Hershey PA tapings uh, because of this leg injury that he sustained during this match. So mm-hmm. that had already been, I guess, kind of well-known. Now, my thought, Jeff, is, well, why not do that at this show? You know, and I don't know if it was, hey, we want to give him. I mean, to me, it's like maybe you give Warrior a squash match win. Like, could the Warrior have beaten Papa Shango on this show in two minutes and the place went nuts? And then you have Flair defeat Savage in the rematch from WrestleMania. Again, the bookings just does not make sense to me at all. I just, I, I don't get it. Um, especially especially with the main event of the card has no bearing on this stuff. Like, okay, you got Brett and Bulldog because of where you're at, but like, like, so you really could have done any of that on the lower card. Yeah, you in this spot, you have Flair get the championship back. And then you have Warrior, you know, I mean, or you put Warrior into a big match and make it a triple main event. I mean, if, you you know, Warrior is such a huge star, obviously, you know, who can you put him against that, that would have been a really big match? I mean, I'm just looking here. Let's just look at the card for a second here. You know, could you have done Warrior defeating um, Kamala or Papa Shango? You know, or had him squash the berserker, you know, or, you know, Shawn Michaels. I mean, you know, I mean, what what else could you have mm-hmm. done with Warrior in that spot? I mean, because Flair is there. Flair was yeah. able to work. He just didn't wrestle. I just it just made no sense to me. And then instead, you know, you know, you're going to give the title back to Flair. Why not have him do it on this show? Um, because yeah, spoiler, he ends up losing it like a week later. Well, like, so let me. Yeah, well, so, so, but but that see that's different. So 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 here's the deal: Warrior gets, or I'm sorry, Flair gets the title. The intent yeah. was to then have a Flair Warrior feud where Warrior would eventually get the title back. So Warrior, we're 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 actually trying to get the title on the Warrior. Um, unfortunately, Flair hated working with Warrior, and Flair got vertigo. So he had to immediately give up the title to Bret Hart. The other thing that we were trying to do is we were trying to get to Randy Savage versus Razor Ramon 
it, yep. it, so it, it's just this whole year was just snake bitten. And remember, this is like the first major show without Hulk Hogan. There was no mention of Hulk Hogan. There was no Hulk Hogan on this show. And I think a lot of this, too, is, okay, yeah, you figured, you know, Brett is more your top guy at this point. You have these guys kind of going at it. I I, I also, I don't know what it is. I, in between, like I said, my weeks now is, it was Dark Side has been back on. I've been watching. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch this or that. And I watched the Destruction of the Ultimate Warrior uh, film show, whatever you want to call it as well, too. And it was interesting because, like, at this point in 92, the Warrior, I feel like, was hated by every single person backstage. Um, my favorite during that was, and I don't the last time you watched it or not, but Bobby Heenan absolutely hated Jim Helwig with every ounce of his body. And so, and, like, was just, like, the shit he would talk about him was incredible. And so, um, but I think that's one thing is, like, these guys, like, you, know, you got to start accepting your past, your prime, too. And so I, I find it interesting that, you know, they go out there and that could have been part of the booking reasons too, is like, okay, yeah, they gave Warrior way too many chances to try and, you know, come back and fix what he was and, you know, restore, you know, some of the, the old Warrior, if you will. But uh, like, it just, it never clicked after that first run, really. And and so I do wonder how much of that is built into like, okay, we'll give them their moment now, but it's time to start sunsetting them too. Gosh, you know, another thing going on during all this too was, um, and, and I do not know, and I'm not going to find out in the next five minutes, so I'm not going to speculate, but um, Pat Patterson was also involved in some issues um, there was an outside investigative group that was, you know, looking into him and he ultimately kept his job. But again, I mean, it's just, I know that like wrestling, just even for wrestling, this seems like there was just a whole bunch of shit going on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It just, it's, it was just a weird time. It really was. Like you said, with Hulk not being around, like it's just Roddy it, Piper so played weird. bagpipes on the show. Did you know that? I did not know that. Okay. He was there, but he didn't wrestle. That's a that's a good little uh, trivia fact there. Who played the the opening bagpipes at SummerSlam nineteen ninety two? Yeah, that's a, so it is slow. They're not working a fast paced match, but they are they're wrestling hard like they are at the time like this was a pretty good match yeah, I mean, this is like a heavyweight fight man it's just back and forth it's i mean it's a really good match yep absolutely it shows you how good savage was in the ring man so they they uh Meltzer said that uh brett bulldog was the best match since savage steamboat okay yep i could see that and he really liked this match too. I mean, it's a great match up until the finish. Mm-hmm. How uh, it, how bad must those seats have been up top? Because I don't oh, think they. Well, yeah. they I think they have had a screen, but I mean, it certainly wasn't easy to see. Not like they do nowadays. That definitely uh, nothing like that. Yeah, that's for sure. It's just crazy. Like that. It it, it is like. 
a really cool setup with like it, but it, it almost looks bigger than it is because of how dark they have it. Like they've got other than like the right around the ring, it is all blacked out. So you can't see anything, but it, so it, you can't get a vibe for just how many people are there. They of course inflated the number big time, but um, still interesting. Yep. So do you know uh, at least uh, and when warrior left this time, uh, do you remember who his final match was against in 1992? So here come Flair and Perfect. Um, yep. Again, Flair's in his ring gear. Like he should have wrestled on this show. Um, so Warrior was supposed to be with Savage against Ramon and Flair at Survivor Series. He got fired before that. So on a house show or in a match, his final match, I'm going to guess it was Razor Ramon. Unfortunately, it was a uh, victory over Kamala on oh, November 8th. There you go. So what, September 8th? November 8th. November 8th. Okay. Because he left just two weeks later. Yeah. Was it on TV or where was it? Uh, it just says in Orlando, Florida. I don't know okay. if it was on uh, where exactly it would have been. Yeah, you got Perfect and Flair coming to the ring now. Everybody kind of checking out to see what's happening there. Yep. You know, it's it's a shame with Warrior. I mean, I you know, again, just in terms of as a talent, it's a shame that, you know, he wasn't able to play nice and get along with Vince during this era because – it, it, it would have been fun to see what if. And, you know, one yeah. of the, the fun things, and I know it was so many years later, who the hell knows what would have happened, but, you know, thinking about like an ultimate warrior during the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. And what, what a, I mean, it's no different with Savage, but like, you know, Savage, you saw he kind of morphed his character, but like, what is the ultimate warrior in the Attitude Era? You know, is it does he cut his hair? Does he change his attire? Does he dress in all black? Like, what does he do? You know, I mean, Sting changed his look. Hogan changed his look. Like, it would have been interesting to see what Warrior did with that character. And then, of course, it's, always go back to the old character later on. It's a few years away, but how much... I say you got Brett and Bulldog. You don't have these massive, you know, superhero type characters with with Warrior and as much anymore. Uh, how much of the, uh, you know, I gotta ask, like the the steroids that was at play at this point. Like, you know, there's always been out there. Like that's part of why they got rid of Warrior at this point is they were trying to break away from this, like you know, is superhuman type look. I just, I, I don't know if that was. At this point, I don't know if that was a factor as much. Well, the rumor the rumor is that Bulldog and uh, Warrior both got popped for roids and they had to get rid of them. Right. So. Yeah, because the trial wouldn't be until 1994. Um, so, yeah, but still. It's just, it's just crazy how long that takes. I mean, how consuming that is that all this was going on. Right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean. Leaving it. Savage knows full well it's Mr. Perfect. Look at him. He's in the corner of the ultimate warrior. Hey, listen to Vince trying to sell this. You took the money yep. from the warrior. Warrior back to his feet. Warrior selling out. This capacity crowd can't believe it. I mean, the way the way this works is one guy is actually with them and turns heel. 
Yep. Like it that that's the weird thing about there is no payoff to this. It, I yeah, I'll talk about it in the aftermath because yeah. yeah, there it was just unusual how it played out, but yeah, I think there was a way that it could have been done to I say state save it a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, well, um, I mean, how, how you save it is Savage turns heel and, and aligns himself with Perfect and Flair. Right, exactly. Yep. Or, you know? These guys, like, outside of, like, you know, well, we're talking a lot of shit about these guys. Like, they're wrestling a really good match. Like, oh, they got it. It's a they, great match. That's what makes this such a travesty. If it was a bad match, it would be different. So now we got a ref down. Hebner taking the bump. Flair and Perfect still not getting involved, just kind of hanging out on uh, ringside. Yeah, I mean that that's that's part of the problem. Is it is, is such a good match that God, if they would have just wrestled a straight match and you know shook hands afterwards, or mm -hmm. if one yep. of the guys did actually turn heel. So Warrior up top. I mean, this is just wild. This will do it. There's no referee to count. The referee don't know where he's at. One, two, kick out. I, I thought he had it. I thought he had it. Close. Yeah. I mean, this this got you know this this was a well was a well rated match. I, I just I, I will never understand how you didn't put Flair on this show. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting too, like they well, and, and again, different era, four pay-per-views a year, oh, another ref bump, four pay-per-views a year, another yep. another issue, or you know, another thing that's interesting is think about how rarely they did rematches so think about i mean think about this you never got uh, uh warrior and hogan ever again yeah you got hogan and andre again hogan and savage you nope. perfect got, in the ring yep you got them in a tag match against each other, but you did it's not like those two went at it multiple times. Okay, so Flair in his ring gear. Oh no! Oh, did he nail him? Wait a minute. The brass knucks. That paid perfect because all they did to Savage was trip him. That was a setup. They are working for Savage. Wait a minute, I'm not so sure Randy Savage saw that. Randy Savage was trying to reboot. Why wouldn't if Heenan's tied in with them, why wouldn't he know this? Right. Exactly. <clears throat> so Savage was outside the ring trying to get Hebner back in the ring after his second bump. Hebner's still selling at this point. Yeah, the brass knucks to Warrior. And Macho going up top, gotta be for the elbow. Attempted to destroy each other from the top, and yes, he's got him. Yes, we'll do it. We're going home. We're done here. 
Official coming back over for the one, two, three. Wait a minute. What? He had the tights. Okay, so Warrior kicks out of the elbow drop. Awkward kick out, yep. Flair and, and Savage or Flair and uh perfect look distraught. Mm-hmm. But it's just Savage doesn't aligned with them at all. It has just slowed the match down so much. Like it was already a slow pace, and it's even slower now after the involvement of Flair and the ref bump. Like it just, hey, he probably could have cut five minutes off of this one. Warrior, you're trying to use the ropes to power up as he does. Yep, there you go, Warrior. Pumped up now. Both men have brutalized each other. Uh oh, he's signaling. He can taste it. He smells it. He is going to put Savage away right here. Oh, Ferrell. Here it comes, Warrior. Yes, when I shot that block. God, that looks so good. I know it's such a yeah. basic move, and now you like He makes it look so Where good. Get at the, the time, man, it's sort of The ultimate warrior asking the 80,000 plus. Should he give the macho man the press slam? That bodysuit is terrible, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. That was, you know, that was one of the things that I had forgotten about until I watched that special again this week. Um, or, you know, recently of just like, what, like, why? Like, I get it, but also like, he just, he didn't need it. Man, after 25 minutes to press. It's about Warrior again. The perfect tried to trip Warrior to distract so the flare could hit Warrior with a chair on this point. And so, yeah, Hebner didn't see it. I mean, it's one thing to have interference. It's another thing to have interference in what is a great match. Like, mm -hmm. Yep. Thank God this wasn't the main event. But you can't. Yeah, not with Brett and Bulldog. I get that, but also like, oh man, no, I'm like, you, can't, you can't you can't finish a show with this kind of match. You're right. Not for lack of trying from WWE sometimes, but yeah, it just. Well, of course, Drew McIntyre didn't get the uh, title, and he just sung to people at the end. Right. <clears throat> they loved it. Hey, yeah, I just. It's, I feel like the match has just kind of like stopped. I, I just like I'm, yeah. I'm losing interest almost because it's like so perfect. Not trying to trip Macho. He's going for another elbow. Not doing anyhow. He's oh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Savage is thinking something's going through his mind. All Savage has to do is leap from the top, drop the elbow, and he will retain his WWF championship. Boy, Vince sounds like choked up, like he can't talk. Why is he up there so long? He must be having second. Wait a minute. Uh -oh. Look at Rick Flair. Here he goes. Oh! 
I bet he tore his knee. He blew his knee out, pal. Big time. Macho Man Randy Savage choosing Why? to leap on the warrior. Instead, leaping on Ric Flair. But yes, I agree with you. Ric Flair. Cole Cockney with the chair. You real? Ugh. Just makes no sense. Like, why? Yeah. It really doesn't, does it? And so this this will come into play later. They're working over the leg of Macho. Why is this not a DQ? I was just thinking that too. Why is this no non-DQ? Perfect just knocked out the ring. Somebody has to stop this! Snap it! Break it! Neither <laughs> the so good. Neither the warrior, neither the, neither the macho man sold out. Where's the warrior? Where is the warrior? If there was a price to be paid, this is it, and now they're gonna finish him up. Warrior grabs a chair from Flair and snatches it away. Get out of there! Get out of there! You'll take your head off with that chair. Get out of there! Run, run, run! Perfect! Fire, run! Okay, so Warrior chases off Flair and Perfect. Raph is out. And he's going to the hospital tonight. Look at all these people, man. Macho man doesn't look so macho, does he? He just couldn't see like this anymore because of, you know, TV sets and setups and stuff like that. I mean, it's just just a sea of people. It'll be interesting to, you know, like, it's just different, you know, just because, I mean, I feel like I don't even know if people would want to have those seats anymore. I mean, the mm -hmm. fact those people are like, you know, 70 yards away, you can barely see what the hell's going on in the ring. So now we are finally back into the ring. Flair and Perfect are gone. Rapparee's nowhere to be found. Right. That bodysuit is just hideous. And, and, uh, yeah, that, it's still, it looks so bad. Like, it, the crowd's still into this. Oh. Still, the World Wrestling Federation champion, Macho Man, Wendy. Going with the count out. There you go. I assure you, this is not the way the Ultimate Warrior wanted to win. There you go. After all that, you get a count out. I mean, again, what t the a tale of two situations here. You have a 20-minute just awesome match between two of the all-time greats and then nothing. So, all right, let's get into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. What'd you think? Just... It started so strong, and I feel like every couple of minutes, I just felt my score just getting ticked off lower and lower. Like, it just, it, it was just ridiculous. What about you? Hated it. Yeah. I, I absolutely hated it. The, the, the flare and vol, it just made no sense. The, and now these guys, again, after what just happened, so now Macho selling the leg and the injury there. Warrior trying to hold him up. What's the? Can you throw the crowd on real quick? I'm curious because they look like they're going crazy. 
championship belt between the two of the greatest competitors of all time. And this crowd of over 80,000 has witnessed one of the most grueling, one of the just, most competitive well, World Wrestling Federation Championship matches ever. Yo. Vince okay. Trying, Vince is trying his hardest to sell it, but. Yeah. Um. The other thing too, I wonder like nowadays, like it was spoilers. If we had, if like the internet was more of a thing at this point, like we had found out about this is how this match ended. And it was like a spoiler that we were going to see two days later. Like, yeah, I would be like, there's no way I'm buying this show. Um, but okay. So Savage, he's of course selling the leg injury, he actually lost the title, the flare. It was that television taping on September 1st, 1992. Um, you had during that match, you had not only Mr. Perfect, but Razor Ramon getting involved. So then you had the feud between Savage and Ramon. Um, Bret Hart. And so I kind of pulled this quote. Um, it was Bret Hart claimed in a 2014 interview that uh, Vince McMahon had worked out the title change match with Flair and Savage beforehand and that he was angry when they returned to the dressing room after the match because they had failed to do much of what was agreed upon. McMahon was so angry, he actually sent Bobby Heenan out to signal that the match be aborted and then made them go straight back out and restart the whole match again. After producing much of the same match that they had immediately, that they had immediately prior, McMahon allegedly threw his headset on the table and stormed off in frustration. WWE writers had originally planned that the warrior should be the one to accept perfect services turning heel in the process of winning the title and that as new champion he would further feud with savage after these plans were scrapped at the warriors refusal to turn heel the two were scheduled to face flair and ramon at survivor series 1992 however as the warrior quit the promotion on november 21st his spot was surprisingly offered to mr perfect who accepted it in spite of flair thereby turning face and initiating a feud with flair which culminated in Flair leaving the WWE in January of 1993. <clears throat> Thoughts? It all sucked. Yep. <laughs> Everything about this sucks. And, 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 and the, the worst part about it is you love all the players. Yeah. I mean, look who we're talking about. We're talking about Warrior, Flair, Perfect, Savage, Razor. That are all in this whole little thing. It's, yeah. Which it's just means it can only be one thing. Terrible booking. Yep. That's the only thing it can possibly be. Which is what it boiled down to. Yep. Absolutely. All right. PWI Savage was two, Warrior was 10 this year. Um, of course, the Bulldog Bret Hart match kind of winning the best match of the evening, but uh, Warrior versus Randy Savage uh, and Bret Hart versus Bulldog were the only were only a few spots that made an impression and no other good matches. But Savage put on his best major show performance since returning from his so-called retirement. Warrior beat Savage via countout in 26-17, so Savage retains the title. Warrior has shrunk like crazy. He looked about 225, very much like a taller Brian Pillman, but without wrestling ability. Consider he looked like this. Did you think that? No, not at all. I think he still looks jacked. Like, I I never, I don't know. The, um, yeah, I'm at like, 
like 245 right now and he yeah there's just no way so uh considering he looked like this when he came back then suddenly got noticeably bigger then shrank a major amount in just a few weeks you can't convince me of being convinced me of anything other than he was giving special permission to use chemical aids up until a few weeks ago because he looked exactly like every big bodybuilder a few weeks ago after getting off the juice savage was great here and carrying the action warrior did a press slam uh and shoulder block but Flair hit him with a chair when Savage was, excuse me, wasn't looking. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Savage went off the top rope, but instead dove on Flair. But on the way down, Flair hit Savage's knee with a chair. The spot looked really dangerous. Savage was counted out after the match. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Flair put the figure four on him until Warrior made the save for Savage. After the match, to indicate neither had turned, Warrior grabbed the belt and put it on Savage and helped. Oh my goodness, excuse me, helped him to his feet. Four stars. Top. Oh my god! Sorry, sorry, buddy. Uh, yeah, four stars. What do you got? I got this thing at a four. My payoff score is four out of ten. The, the match started off great. The ending sucked. The booking sucked. It, it's a shame because this could have been really a, 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 a an all time classic. What about you? I uh, I probably on the wrestling alone would have given this like up until like. You know, Flair and Perfect came out probably like an eight. But with everything that happened, like I'm at a three. <laughs> like yeah. that was the discrepancy that I have with this because it was just, it never, it didn't get where it needed to go. And I don't think they knew where it needed to go. It just, it was that bad. Agreed. So I, uh, Good for them and having a good match that gets ruined by, like you said, terrible, terrible booking. So, all right. I want to remind everybody, of course, again, of our sponsors as we send you home here, that Manscaped, True Classic Tees, and Caldera and Lab, of course. Um, You know, make sure that, you know, wherever it might be that you are checking out the various things that we offer to you guys, added discounts and different products, all kinds of good stuff. Manscaped, we've been using it since day one. I I meant to tell you, too, I actually, like, I I was... I was, th- I was thinking of you in the shower this morning. Not something oh, yeah. I'd ever say, Tom, but you know, this is one of those. I was thinking of my Manscaped ads as I was using my stuff, and so um, not that everybody could say that. And so that's just one of those things. And so, of course, uh, using that promo code just pay off. It's getting you twenty percent off and free shipping at Manscaped. So make sure that you're checking that out. Um, True Classic Tees, of course, twenty five percent off. That's using pay off co- pay off two five pay off twenty five is your code there. Um, all kinds of great menswear, different stuff, just casual stuff, not like, you know, suits, ties, anything's like that. Just t-shirts, like stuff you can wear kind of bumming around, but everyday stuff. It's very good. I actually saw t- or, uh, uh, an actual like ad the other day to form as well. They were kind of, uh, you know, on TV or I was streaming something. I forget what it was, but yeah, it was good. Um, and then of course, Caldera and Lab, our newest sponsor, whether it's, they've got eye cream, like even I, like. I get it. You know, it, it might be like, okay, I'm not going to use that shit. Like, no, it's absolutely worth it. It's good stuff. We wouldn't be trying to, um, you know, promote it if we didn't think it was. And so it's one of those where definitely make sure to check it out. Caldera and Lab, uh, Caldera and Lab, uh, using our code there. Again, just pay off. And that one's getting you 20% off as well, too. Everything in your cart, whatever it is. So. So at that time, well, unfortunately, this match, well, you know, we can't send him home happy with the match. I think this is one where we can at least send him home happy from the payoff. All right. Well, we appreciate you sticking with us through this one. And we'll see you next week on an all-new episode of The Payoff.